So my advice is if you're thinking about doing this, if you're just starting out in the workforce, absolutely go get corporate experience. You will learn things, you will learn things from people and it will help you, but don't think of it as a one stop and I'm gonna stay here and see what happens. Make a plan that has, this is what this first phase will look like and then there's a phase two or a second act which can morph into being out on your own. And that's the smartest way to do it. If you're a CEO, entrepreneur, or business owner that can't seem to figure out what is blocking you from attaining the next level of growth in your business, then listen up. I'm Maria De Lorenzis Reyes. I've taken what I've learned in 30 years working inside multi-million dollar corporations, building my own business, and consulting my clients, and discovered five themes that stop a business from scaling. I've created a tool to help you get the answers you need to get unstuck and unlock the next level of growth. Head over to scale.mariadr.com and click the link to get your custom Scale Factor Formula scorecard when this episode is over. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Finding the Upside. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited you chose to listen in. I have a episode for you today where I am going to share a story. First, before I tell you that story, I'm going to tell you how this became a episode topic that I wanted to talk about. One of my team members, he had listed a bunch of ideas and he started with some questions and he said, wouldn't it be interesting to ask other people that you know that have started a business why they started a business and what was the last straw, like what pushed them? And he said, and I would even be curious to find out what that was for you. And how about where you talk to lots of different people who started a business and what their journey was, because I think sharing that there's such a climate for people wanting to start their own business out of either need or just desire, whether that's building a side hustle and then shifting it to a business you know, that that could be relatable for many people that are listening. And I thought, you know, he's right. There are such a climate right now in this realm of everyone wanting to build their own thing, not work for the man anymore. And really this anti-corporate structure kind of attitude and really an appetite for building a side hustle to sustain yourself, not just to work two jobs, but to really be a launching pad for moving out onto your own, which is much easier to do, by the way, than just trying to start a business from scratch. So I want to read you the questions that he posed, because I love to just start this conversation off by you hearing these questions. And then I want to talk about the path that I took and share some of my own insights on what the answers to those questions are, but then also what my insight and advice is for anyone that's looking to do the same. So some of these questions are, what was the last straw? What pushed you into wanting to start your own business? What was the moment that you felt a need for a change? And what was that need? What was the last straw that flipped the switch? And was there an event 
that made you start out on that path of starting your own business or what put the thought of starting a new business into your head in the first place? And I thought, wow, let me unpack that because of course I know this story, it's my story, but I really do also agree that there's so many people that wanna hear these stories because they wanna do the same thing. So many people that might want to reinvent themselves. It's a new year. We're in the early part of 2024. People might have been thinking about changing careers, starting a business, starting a side hustle to launch into having a business. How does this, my story, how does it relate? And what could I share with you about some challenges, my thoughts on how to walk this path and be successful? Um so I'm going to break this down and I'm going to I'm going to start to share that with you. So I first want to state as I mentioned in the beginning, you know, there is this increased desire to step away from corporate think and the corporate structure and there's a real climate for that. And I think as business owners, we have to acknowledge that. Of course, it becomes a challenge recruiting talent and we have to but the smart thing is to know that this exists. And there's reasons why, you know, I talk about this a lot, why this exists. You know, companies for a long time have been shorting this game. And today's labor market is demanding something way different than what's being offered. And I think the companies who are evolving and figuring out how to evolve with the demand are the ones that are going to thrive. And the ones that don't, just like before, are the ones that are going to struggle. But it's going to be the consequences of not adapting to the demand is going to be even more severe. Um, and the increased you know, loss of people, turnover, difficulty finding staff and retaining them is going to continue. So I think this is pertinent in so many levels, but there is this increased climate of people wanting to build their own thing. Again, lots of people talking about building a side hustle, which is such a smart thing to do. If you have a nine to five, build it while you're working, while you have that, I don't want to say security, but you have some structure and you have somebody paying you and you have benefits and things like that that are very costly when you go out on your own and start your own business without working for a corporation. That's one of the things that's difficult to transition for many. But building your own business in today's climate, there's such so much of that pushback against corporations because people don't want to work for the man. They want more flexibility. They want to be able to have control of how much they earn. And that has been building for so many years, but the climate right now is so rich and fertile for this type of attitude. And I do see some people following a traditional path of going to work for a company. And I don't uh, discourage anyone because I think getting corporate experience is something that can really benefit you even working in the corporate world, even if then you want to go and build your own business ultimately. But I think it's really smart what's different now. I think it's smart with people who have the intention that they're going to say, well, I'm going to go to work for a company, but I know this is not going to be my lifelong path because I know that corporations have changed. Corporations don't keep people forever. It's the structure of business. 
There's no vesting. There's no profit sharing. There's no skin in the game uh, to keep people there for a long period of time. And that's been the case for many, many, many years now. And so that's the climate. So you don't see people at jobs for a long period of time. And that's a reality that people jump around to have that career mobility. And that's changed quite a bit in the last 10 to 20 years. Um, but it's been on the rise that there's this drive for getting corporate experience, which I think is such a smart thing to do, especially if you pick your industry smartly, where you're working, but then have this second phase, which is moving off into your own gig. And some people continue to work for a corporation while they're building a side hustle, again, very smart, and then have a corporate job with benefits that can really help them have a strong foundation. And that's what I did. Um, mine wasn't exactly the same, but I will, I will share that in a moment. But that's a really smart way to go. So my advice is if you're thinking about doing this, if you're just starting out in the workforce, absolutely go get corporate experience. You will learn things, you will learn things from people and it will help you. But don't think of it as a one stop and I'm going to stay here and see what happens. Make a plan that has, this is what this first phase will look like. And then there's a phase two or a second act, which can morph into being out on your own. And that's the smartest way to do it in today's climate, I believe. So let me break down and share what happened to me. <laughs> um, you know, I think that my decision, there was a last straw, and I'll share that as I share my story. But I think that I spent 20 years working in corporate America, and it was an unraveling for me. It was a slow disenchantment with the typical corporate think, as I call it, or corporate structure, the ways that I was being led, you know, the leaders that I was being exposed to, and the way I was being treated. And I didn't see the same reciprocity in the effort that I was giving and what was being offered for me. And another factor was, so that was the first thing, but another factor was as I grew older, I got married, I started to have a family, I really started to value flexibility. And, you know, I spent 20 years commuting from Northern New Jersey into Manhattan, which took four hours out of my day. And I don't want to say that that's exclusive to New York because there's many people all over the country who have long commutes um, just by the way we live, right? People move to areas that, you know, housing is less expensive and therefore then that creates this commute for them. And that has to be factored into part of your day. It's time away from your family. It's free time that's eaten up by sitting in traffic, on mass transportation many times. And I was coming to this, you know, 20, like 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago, 15 years now I have my own company, but it was a slow build. The last five years of that 20 years working in corporate America, I think was really where I also started to think about me wanting some autonomy. Um, and that meant autonomy that allowed me to choose what I wanted to work on, the type of work that I was doing, 
also not to be confined to that structure, that corporate think, the expectation of being in the office. You know, that was not a time where working from home was really championed. And I wanted to be able to uh, work in a different way that sat outside of the corporate structure, you know, not the fitting that mold and wearing that mask and behaving in the way that's expected. Um, obviously, I did that dance um, because I had to, but I had gotten worn down um, because my style of working didn't necessarily fit. And that's my take as a as a consultant now is that a lot of times corporate think really doesn't create real creativity and productivity. Um, it actually wears people down and burns them out. And we've got to embrace, you know, changing that. But this was, you know, I was in it and I was feeling that. And I also, the third thing was I didn't want to be capped with how much I could make. You know, the reality is that even though I was very successful in my career to move up every time I got a promotion, obviously that came with some financial benefit. Um, every time I changed companies, that came with some financial benefit um, and, and just perks. Um, but I was a high-level senior manager. I was a director of a department. And I had been vying for many years for that next level, which would be VP, which would add me to the executive team. And that would have increased me, put me into a whole other area, uh, another level of compensation with benefits and different pay range. But I didn't want to be trapped by that salary range that corporate does. You know, I know there's good reason in a corporate structure that there's salary ranges. And obviously there are caps to certain things for budgetary reason. And we won't even talk about private equity getting into this or, or, or anything, but they're always looking at the numbers and they're always looking at those caps or those ranges, you know, that's okay. But when there's not a solid career path that moves people with mobility to higher levels of compensation and higher levels of opportunity, that's an issue. And companies now have that more than ever a, a problem. And, you know, as a, as a consultant, that's one of the things that I aim to change. And I implore uh, the companies that I work with if they're not doing that or they're struggling, that that's one of the things. But anyway, that was part of what, you know, I was suffering from. Um, there was a limit to what I was going to be able to make, and I didn't want that limit. Um, and I was not given the opportunity to be added to the executive team as a VP. Um, and it wasn't because I didn't have accomplishments. I had many awards. I had high levels of accomplishments, projects that I had completed, new products that I brought to the company and projects that I was able to see and launch, products that I was able to bring to market and had success for the company. I had years and years of reviews that were exemplary and exceptional in many areas, but you know, that's the way corporate works. That was a reality. And you know, those were the things that really started to wear on me and made me kind of see, maybe this is not what I want to continue to do. And so probably the last straw, if I'm really being honest, was an observation that I made, you know, 
um, through this many years of evolving. But I worked with a gentleman that we hired for some outsource work. He was a technical writer and we would call him up. He would do these projects for us. And there were times where he wasn't available because there was times he wasn't working and we kind of had to align whether he was available or not and see if we could work with that. And he was great to work with. I worked with him for many years. But one day I asked him, you know, Bob, you, you don't work all the time. And he's like, nope. It goes for the last 20 years. I transition to, I take work when it's available. I decide times that I want to work. And those are kind of the boundaries. And those other times I'm traveling, I'm spending time with family. I'm you know, doing things that I like and hobbies that he had. Um, and it's worked out really well for me. And I have this unbelievable freedom and I would never go back. And I thought, wow, that's so freeing. Like, I would love that. And another gentleman that I worked with who had a very high level position, he didn't have to work. You know, he chose to work financially. Obviously, he was very well prepared um, and set up. And, but he could literally say, mm, no more. And I thought that's so intriguing to me to be able to have that choice and that autonomy to just choose to do something rather than feeling like you had to because you had to earn a living. And, I wanted that. I, I wanted that autonomy. I would love to just work because I wanted to work or, you know, decide what I wanted to do each day. And so that was really where it started. And so I still worked for the company. I decided I'm going to start a business. I wrote a business plan. I incorporated and I had a whole transition plan to say, I'm going to continue working in my position, I'm going to do this on the side until I get to this particular financial milestone. So essentially I created a side hustle while I was working. And when I got to that financial milestone that I had set, then I would leave. And as luck would have it, it was right at the economic downturn and, you know, close to 2000, leading up to 2008. And so many senior level managers that were making high salaries uh, had their heads on the chopping block and I was one of them. You know, that's how it went. The highest salaries, the one that got cut and I lost my job. So although it accelerated my path, I would have liked to have a little more traction. You know, that wasn't my choice, but truthfully, it really was totally part of the path and the destiny for me and really was a blessing because it got me out of all of those things that I had been disenchanted with that life of that corporate grind. You know, I had the time now to say, I don't have to be limited to what I could make. Now there's no limit. I said that I drive that. There's no project that I had to do. I could choose what I wanted to do. And I also could structure my day and my weeks and my months the way I wanted. And to really craft my own thing was such an opportunity for me. So that was one of the most freeing things that I have ever experienced. And although it was tough because 
I didn't have that time to build that traction and ramp up as I had originally planned, it was a blessing in disguise. And obviously I'm 15 years down the road, I was able to do it and I would never go back and change anything about that story. So my advice to anyone that is thinking about this, first off, this autonomy has become such a core value to me, which I guess in those years of struggling and experiencing those things at the in, in my corporate um, positions at the end of that, where I was coming to realize that that was so valuable to me, that is part of my core values, like the top. I'm so blessed and grateful to have that, but to have true autonomy to decide what I work on, who I work with, what I want to achieve, and it's not set and limited by anyone, is true freedom. So that's definitely part of my core values and part of probably why I felt trapped for so many years working in that corporate structure. So when I was asked this question and I asked to share this with my team, my team had encouraged me to share this. I think this is something that even though I came well before this time, right now, there is such an evolution and such a an increase for everyone looking to do this. I've done episodes on how I created my side hustle work in nine to five. And there's tons of people that are talking about this and sharing these stories for all of you to take those steps forward. But I will give you, and I wanted to give you some of my own advice to anyone that wants to go this path. If you have a nine to five, start now develop your plan, figure out how to create that side hustle while you're still working your nine to five. Somebody's paying you, right? And then you have the ability for that nine to five to be your launch pad or your on-ramp that will put you on the path to building your own thing. I also encourage anyone starting out, just coming out of college or going to college thinking, I would rather start my own business plan to get a job, whether it's working in an agency, whether it's working in some corporate structure. So whether that's public or private structure, figure out what your plan, your life plan can be with phases where you start out working in a corporate structure or in a agency structure, if that's a public job as well, public or private, get experience, work with people, develop your skills, see what it looks like from the inside. And as you're doing that, have part of your plan, this phased plan that goes from getting experience, building the foundation, starting something on the side, starting to build that, and then what that transition would be and when that would happen. And my advice to anyone is to plan on The first 10 years is probably going to be your place where you're going to spend that time at companies. And after 10 years, to make sure that you have that off-ramp where you have choice. Because here's the sad reality. Most companies in a corporate structure, once you start making really good money, 
they're going to try to find somebody to do it cheaper. They're going to find, that's exactly what they did with me. They hired somebody at a lower level for half of what I was making. And although that saddens me as a business owner, because my structure of my business is not built that way for my team, their career path is not built that way. Unfortunately, we have not gotten to the place yet in our culture and our U.S. economic structure where we've morphed into being able to provide longevity and a true career mobile path for people that results in high amount of success and longevity. So that'd be my advice is to craft a plan that gives you all these phases of your career. And if business ownership is something you want and desire, absolutely go for it. But part of your plan is to have these phases where you plan and be able to get a great position to start off, get experience, get skills that will translate. I think also understanding and having the forethought that this might not last forever is important because I only learned that as I was part of it. And there were some things that I wasn't prepared for. Had I known what I know now, I would have made that my plan. And I would have been setting myself up for being able to off-ramp out of the corporate world into owning my own business. I did in fact do that, but the ride would have been a little less bumpy if I had planned for that. And that's really my advice. Phase one, get your experience, have someone pay for your life while you build that side hustle, while you build that business, get that going. And then what will be the transition into phase two where you're out on your own and really prepared for that? Well, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope you have found value and insights into this. I think that Uh, A closing word that I want to add is in terms of getting experience working before you own your own business. The other thing that I'm going to highly promote, listen, America builds entrepreneurs. There's no question. There's no better place in this country than this country to do that. But one of the things that I see is a lot of business owners who have never worked for someone else are not as successful because they struggle with a lot of the things that they could have and should have learned inside that environment. So getting that experience before you own your own business is so invaluable, not only for the people that you meet, learning what to do when things don't aren't set up right, because I saw a lot of that. In fact, I learned Half of what I learned and what I advise on now is through how I saw the deficits and the gaps and the inefficiencies in companies that I worked in and changing that to develop something that could help companies be more successful is is something that I consult on now and I pull from that experience doing it. But that's a, that's a big thing of business owners, a lot of business owners who have never been employee, 
that's a blind spot for them. They don't know how to lead teams. They don't know how it feels to be an employee. And that's a critical part of having a successful business. So what I would recommend for anyone building that side hustle, ultimately wanting their own business, whether you choose to leave your nine to five or it's chosen for you like me, everything I've said in terms of insights and best advice applies to all those scenarios. I've given you my best tips and learn from my mistakes because as I said, if I had had the forethought to know how to craft a plan to launch into my own business rather than evolve it along the way, I think some things would have been different. While I embrace my entire path, I think there's a lot of takeaways from the lessons I learned that I hope can help you avoid some of those pitfalls. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this valuable and you think this content can help someone else, please do share it with them. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Finding the Upside, where I will share more insights and more entrepreneurial goodness. Bye for now, friends. All right, so I hope you loved this episode and found it valuable. Thanks for hanging out with me. And if you'd be so kind, if you know someone else that this will help, please share this episode with them. Just grab a link for this specific episode, text it to a friend or colleague so it can help more people like you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you next time for more entrepreneurial goodness. Same time, same place on the Finding the Upside podcast.